Hello and welcome to episode 64 of the Armin Show podcast. I always do different intros. Oh, I forgot to do my thing. I was going to do... Well, pretend this was the intro, right? Now, welcome to the Armin Show podcast. Okay? Now, what do we have on this show? I'm going to be more focused. Well as focused on this one let's talk about a few things i want to mention some upcoming books that are going to be popular in 2018 or mentioned on this one list and then i want to go through some robert green tweets and comment because he posts some great stuff just award-winning content those two things so as far as the books i found this list of books to read in 2018 which is now, because it's January 3rd. Pretty neat stuff. Let me adjust the volume slightly. There it is. So, uh, in 2018, there's the book Scale in this picture. I read that. Classic. I like looking at books I read. It's a nice feeling. Pointing that out. Sapiens by Harari, who also wrote Homo Deus. Now, those two books are called The One-Two Punch, and I looked at them. They're not really my complete style, but they do have some content. Maybe I can make my way in such direction. Not 100% sure, but we'll have to see. They're more historical than scientific. Then we've got Sapien. No, that was part of those two. A Cracking Creation by Jennifer Doudna. That's the one who did CRISPR research and was one of the two. CRISPR is how you edit DNA. We don't have superb methods, but it, was, it works. And so they've already done single gene mutation editing. Neato. Other books on this list. Missing Microbes. I'm guessing that's about microbes. The Future of the Brain. You know I read about those, but I don't know if that jumps at me. Usually I read the books that really jump at me, and there's not that many in a year but i did put some on order from my local library we'll see if any come in the near future and then also i contacted some publishers for books we'll see if any of those come through that would be neato what else is on this list uh, other books i don't really know what they are now to robert green okay let me just pick one i'll pick one here for example this one here it is the nature of the human brain to require lengthy exposure to a field which allows for complex skills to become deeply embedded and frees the mind up for real creative activity. This is true. You can't get into a thing until you got into the thing. You start, you look at it, you get in there, you spend a day, you spend hours, you process, think around it, and then boom, you go. You never just go. So if you want to do a thing, just be around it, spend time, look at it, examine it, towards it, try it if you can within a day or two or whatnot, then you'll feel like, okay, this is the move I'm going to make. It's not instant. It's not instant. Now I will switch to a different one here. To, to free yourself from fear, you must work backward. You start with the thought of your mortality. You accept and embrace this reality. You think ahead to the inevitable moment of your death and determine to face it as bravely as possible. 
Yeah, things like this can really come in handy. Maybe think about what an 85-year-old person is thinking right now. They're like, I wish I could. You can, though. So he's telling you, basically, or she's telling you, you can. I can't. Go do it. That's a nice perspective. Or the mortality thing. Same concept. You don't have all the days or the minutes. Armin dies in six hours. Then what? That's it. So before then, do the things. Whatever they may be. It's an, it's a key thing. It's continually energizing if you remind yourself of such details. You don't want to leave them out. Life is a short spectacle. Spectacle of sorts. I will switch to a different tweet. The risks you take are not emotional for the sake of a thrill. They are calculated. Yes. Everything we do is calculated. I could go much further into that. But everything we do is calculated. So let's not attribute extra emotional value to such risks than they actually have. Hope that's not too abstract. Now I will switch to one. I'm going to scroll down. I'm going to go like, who knows, a two weeks, three weeks, something back in his tweets. Okay, I picked out this one. If you crowd yourself with alliances that force your hand, if you take positions that box you into corners, if you commit yourself to defending one fixed position, you lose the power to maneuver. This is key. Don't get stuck. Do not get stuck. Limiting person, limiting place, limiting feeling that's that's it you'll be stuck you can't you have to be able to move you're not here on earth to not move around is that why you're here on earth i don't think so therefore accepting comfort in the face of losing ability mobility opportunity never worth it you look back a minute later hour later months later like what the heck was that always think who needs comfort well you, you might so then in that case go t take that but if it can be avoided i would say so i will do one more this is enjoyable because i like his tweets i also like his books i follow multiple people but his are the most like bam crisp tweets they're just his concepts this one I will choose. Let me just page down, page down, page down. Many believe that by being honest and open, they are winning people's hearts and showing their good nature. They are greatly deluded. Dang. I don't remember reading this one, but dang. I would have described myself in such a way at times. And he's right. Here I thought I was being honest and open and I was actually like crunching people or not listening to how they would hear things. So it didn't show my good nature. It actually came across as bad nature to people. So I was thinking from my own, own end, not the outside end. That's a key one. I was greatly deluded. Yeah, there's like a hidden nature to this honest and open nature. Dang. 
I'm going to like. I'm going to click like on that one. I did it. I click like. By the way, I don't know if you know, but I have twitter.com slash Armin. So I like using Twitter just for the fact that anytime I'm on there, I'm just Armin. Because I don't know anybody else who has their first name on Twitter personally. And it's a nice feature. Uh, the story behind that, I got it in 2008 or 2009. I don't know if I mentioned that in a previous episode. But a guy wasn't really using it. And I was like, what up, man? And he's like, sounds good. Here you go. I sent an email to him. That's actually a good story. I should go the full thing. I, I, I emailed him on LinkedIn email. I made an account just to send the email. And he was not really using his account. That happened, what, nine years ago? And it's still cool to this day. I thought it was cool then. But it's still cool. These things don't go away. They're not going away currently. Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Google. Google. The Google. They remain in place. I'll do one more because I like these, these darn quotes. Dang, he did an interview in uh, November. Pretty neato. Maybe one day I communicate with the guy. And the one I will throw in here is... If there's so many good ones, I don't know which one to pick. I'll go with this one. Being able to recognize types of people and to act accordingly is critical. Yes, if you can recognize this kind of person is like this. It doesn't mean you know everything about them. But if you have a sense of this kind of person acts like this or responds like this or views me like this, that is hugely beneficial. This is why we have stereotypes or groupings or thoughts. They have been very functional over time. You don't know everything about the person, but you know way more than you knew offhand. Offhand. That's a nice feature. That's why interacting with people, as I mentioned in the last episode with Rami, is very valuable. You can develop heuristics, see patterns, and then you're way more efficient with people. And it turns out people are a big part of the planet, affecting the planet largely, as we know, through how the planet looks right now. If people weren't the thing, and it was actually coral or rocks, which are there, but rocks didn't affect the uh, buildings or the weather, weather pattern, <coughs> weather patterns or the sky or why I coughed, then it's about the humans. I'll leave it there. I like these tweets. Now, you know, I just want to point out, I could do like a seven-hour episode. Just putting that out there, seven hours straight, 12 hours, 20. What I'm saying is I deliberately limit episodes generally, uh, except for when I was sick. That was different. That one, I was barely able to put up the episode like a week and a half ago or something. But still did. Shout outs to consistency. And maybe in the future, we'll have extended episodes with one guest or another. Or who knows? Because I come to realize, even though in some ways, eight minutes is long compared to a 20-minute YouTube clip. In some ways, eight minutes is super short compared to like some podcasts are an hour and a half on other shows i'm starting to check out other podcasts because you want to get a sense of the market everywhere you go is a market that's how it works cryptocurrency has different markets for the different cryptos podcasts 
There's markets built in YouTube. Everywhere has markets. That's how the world works. There's the relationship market. There's just markets. And I like to get a sense of it. There's other ones. I listened to a few. I don't really want to listen to the whole one and a half hours of other podcasts because, I mean, unless it was motivating, but the ones I've listened to, it's not really my style. That's why if it doesn't fit you out there, you make the thing that fits you. That's a key point. I might not find a podcast that I mesh with, so I'm supposed to make the podcast that I would have meshed with in some form. If I don't do it, who's going to do it? I can't expect other people to do it. No. Also, should I throw in entertaining, entertaining little buzzes once in a while? Like, hey guys, what's going on? Glad to have you on the show. High energy stuff like that. I could throw that in. But would I? The challenges of life. I see some podcasts that are a little bit more goofy, you could say. There's something good to goofy because goofy doesn't take things too seriously. Life shouldn't be taken too seriously. But they go far into the, you know, we have different ranges we want to be in. And it's not really my range as far as goofy. Not that I can't do it. Uh, But yes, I may have longer episodes in the future. Or short ones. Who knows? I'll do a one-minute episode one day. Hey, guys, how's it going? Thank you. You never know. Yeah, Robert Greene, he's on Twitter. Oh, I should make all the, you know, generic comments that describe things so it's not so abstract of an episode. So Twitter is a website for messages and texts, sometimes pictures. It's a social media, one of the top ten on the Internet. Uh, Robert Greene is a guy who wrote 48 Laws of Power. His Twitter is at Robert Greene. Mine is at Armin. I like to check. He wrote some books I have read. Uh, I like making episodes. The science books I mentioned at the beginning are some... Who knows which one I will read or read if I'll read multiple of them in 2018. I'm looking forward to it. I haven't read in a, you know, now a week or so. It's nice because there's like a mental break. But if you don't think I'm going to read another book in the near future, something wrong. Okay. Yeah. But it's nice to have a break. Reading too much consistently, regularly, all the time for me is not. Nah, no, nah, it's not a thing. There needs to be spaces of sorts. Yes. We'll close it up there. I'm going to try to keep episodes in 2018. They can be longer or shorter, but definitely have to be focused and good energy level. That's the main thing. As long as the time is of value, that's the key. I don't want to have a two-hour long episode where it's like, yeah, so basically I read that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we went to the, the store. It was at the store. And took a took took a picture with the camera. Camera at the store where I bought I bought the tissue paper. And then and then I got a cup for beverages. So that's not likely. But good energy ones that have that message something, yes. I'll close this episode on a last Robert Green. Quote, stimulating your brain and senses from all directions will help unlock your natural creativity. That's another one of his. So that means find the things. Put the things around you, high energy. Maybe it's my voice. Maybe it's the stuff that you read. Maybe it's something art, making art, listening to music, whatever it is. Get into that energy zone and then make 
And we are episode 64 out.